Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen... I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back to Hour 2 of the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming on WGNCRadio.com, welcome and happy Thanksgiving. And speaking of happy Thanksgiving, let's bring on Richard Walker of CarolinaSportsHub.com. Richard Walker, good morning. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. How you guys are doing? Things are great. We got the turkey roasting. And we are ready for Mm -hmm. a lot of fun this weekend. Speaking of a lot of fun this weekend, you find yourself in the thick of everything. 65 and 26 record. You're going to need a little help to come out on top in our pick Palooza. But you got plenty of opportunities to do it. Let's dive right into it. You have been pretty stalwart throughout this high school playoff session about both Shelby and Crest advancing. You've been one of the few that have never wavered on these two clubs. What is it about these two clubs that has you so convinced that they're going to continue to move on because you have them both winning this Friday night? Well, uh, Crest is the one that looks to me the most vulnerable, but that I'm telling you, it's, it's fascinating as, as someone who grew up and went to Crest and have followed the history of the school, I, I think entering Natavius is Husky's history at Crest. I think there was like one or two fourth quarter comebacks in the history of the school by double digits. And he's authored four of them, including last week. So there's a magic about how he plays that always gives them a chance. But they were very fortunate last week. I was actually covering that game as a correspondent for the Charlotte Observer. And Boy, Charlotte had him dead to rights. I mean, it was 22-6. Crest looked like they had nothing going on entering the fourth quarter. And then, boom, they, they score. They get two touchdowns and two two-point conversions and hold off or block a field goal, a 22-yard field goal, late in the game to kind of keep keep it tied and then go to overtime. And even though where Charlotte scores two plays in and kicks an extra point, Crest scores and gets another two-pointer. So, you know. They have, you know, maybe they used all of their positive mojo last week, but obviously the three brackets, real challenge. I believe all the teams in the West are unbeaten. 
two of the four in the East, I believe, are unbeaten. So it's a, it's a challenging bracket, at least for teams in their areas with impressive records. So, you know, Dudley provides a challenge for them. I mean, they're a running football team. And as we know in this area, South Point has given Crest fit the last couple of years, even as Crest has won a couple of those games in comeback fashion against South Point. Richard Walker, let me ask you this question. You covered the game last Friday night, so you were there. Let me was there a sense of resignation that got through the stadium that Crest was going to have their season come to an end last week? Oh, or, absolutely. Okay, so Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's one of the questions. Yeah, they were, they, I was were, they, were, they were unhappy because they were unhappy this was the year that they were going to, you know, win another state title and there was some frustration and how West Charlotte had really defended them. I mean, they didn't pop a long pass. I mean, their their whole season has been breaking big, long plays, and they really only broke one. They had a 56-yard touchdown pass. They kind of had to move it slowly up and down the field, and that, that's been kind of unlike them this year. I mean, they've been scoring quickly in long plays. Well, and that's the one, one the- play kind of – the one play kind of opened it up for them, and they seemed to kind of – you know, the, the the momentum really shifted with one play. Okay. So let's move forward quickly with the NFL. The five picks that you've got in the NFL, you've got Detroit, Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Miami. I think that's pretty much going to be a solid consensus throughout. Is there anything specific with the NFL games that has you thinking, is there any one team out of the five that we've got that you think are specifically vulnerable this week? The Eagles, just because they beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's hard to be, you know, on your game each and every week. And and as you might imagine, I'm sure for Philadelphia, that game Monday night was extraordinarily important, emotional. And, you know, what are the odds in recent years, recent vintage, that the Eagles go anywhere and be an underdog? And they were a clear underdog going into to Kansas City because they had lost him the previous year and Kansas City is so daunting a challenge in their in their stadium so you know um yeah, there, there's certainly a chance for a letdown in, with the Eagles and as we know in the NFL I mean the not for long is not a joke I mean it happens every week there's two or three games you go how did that happen so if I would pick somebody that would make the most sense and and that being said because I think they're so well-coached and well-schooled, Sirianni's team may really be ready to go. But, you know, that would be an obvious uh, potential (laughs) letdown game. Okay. So let's dive into some of the college football games. You've got James Madison beating Coastal, at beating Georgia Southern, Clemson winning, North Carolina State winning, Louisville, Michigan, Alabama, Ole Miss, Florida State over Florida, and Virginia Beating Virginia Tech. Now, a couple questions I want to ask you quickly about the the two college games. One in particular, what is it that you see in Virginia, much like Austin Robinson sees, that's going to get them at home over the top against Virginia Tech? Their offense has been really strong, and this freshman quarterback has played some really good games, and they look to be this is such a big albatross of a game for them because Virginia Tech has dominated the series. I mean, I would almost always favor Virginia Tech in this series, but it just feels like it's Virginia's time and it's going to be so emotional after last year not playing the game. I, I just feel like 
Virginia has got the mojo going. But, you know, that, it's one of those pick 'em games. I feel that way about Carolina and State. I feel that way a little bit about Clemson and South Carolina this week. I mean, I, there's a lot of pick 'em rivalries. And then to our earlier NFL point, I think Florida State's going to be dialed in because they lost their quarterback. But would it shock me for Florida to, to, to win that game? No. But Florida State has an awful lot at stake and an awful lot of doubters nationally. And the best thing that might have ever happened to them was falling out of the top four in the CFP rankings going into this game. That's the worst thing for Florida to see that Florida State has a chip on their shoulder to play for. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that dynamic because now Florida State effectively finds themselves having to prove once again that they're truly one of the elite teams. And they're going to sure. do it, whether it's um, a matchup against Florida this week or the ACC championship next week, they're going to have two shots to prove to everybody making the decisions that they are actually one of the top four teams in the country. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. Now, here's the one. It's actually your point after touchdown. You've got the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs going to Macon, Georgia, and beating Mercer. Now, this is a college playoff subdivision game. I want to get your thoughts on, A, why you chose this one as your layup of sorts, and what it is that you think the fact that Gardner-Webb is going on the road to Mercer that has this such a layup in your mind? Well, they won convincingly at Eastern Kentucky last year. Same circumstance, undervalued team. And I also, I will say this too. I am curious to see what, if any motivation they take from yesterday's all conference uh, voting. A lot of schools will use that. Gardner, I've got one top honor scholar athlete of the year and a conference that they won in the first year of the association that that was amazing to me how do you win the league and not have any of the top awards well and, and you raise a great point and, Mer- and, plus, and plus mercer's in the playoffs for the first time so there's a element of are they satisfied and garland's been playing really well for the last half of the season and that includes a win over ut martin that based on the NCAA's committee, wouldn't have made it if, without that. Right. If hadn't won that game, they're not, nobody from Big South, OVC, is making it as an at-large because UT Martin, who I believe their only losses were to Gardner-Webb in Georgia, didn't make the field. Precisely. That's, it's, it's interesting. Well, it's really interesting. I mean, you, we could sit down and do an entire segment on the way the football championship subdivision works to begin with, but we're going to save that for another time. So I want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to make any final changes to your picks. So I'm going to roll them off one more time. Crest, your tiebreaker 56. I was curious to that number because that seemed a little low, but you're making the call there. Shelby, Detroit, Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Miami, James Madison, App State, Clemson, North Carolina State, Louisville, Michigan, Alabama, Ole Miss, Florida State, Virginia, and then Gardner-Webb as your point after touchdown. Richard Walker for Pickpalooza, the grand finale. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. Walker, before I go. There's a lot of games that could go the other way. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm obviously hopeful that these picks go to work, but I mean, it, 
it's a good week for for football because there's a lot of could go either way type games. Hey, before I go, you know, if I pick the Panthers, I, that's my two point conversion. If you pick the Panthers and win, to get two points this week. Do they do they have a chance this week? A chance? I don't see it, man. It's amazing how, <laughs> how it's it's unbelievable. Now, granted, I went into last week thinking, okay. It's going to be a Cowboys home game. The Cowboys were flat as – and there may be the fact that the Cowboys did lose to Arizona earlier in the year in a similar circumstance created that problem prob- – a problem for the Panthers. But I, for the life of me, I do not understand what is going on with this team. And it you, seemed like you they're and everybody else. To, they'd be, they seem to be determined to jam round holes in the square pegs. I mean, it's just – I don't know. It's it's bizarre. Um I went into this season thinking, you know, even though the rookie quarterback, this division is going to be one in that one or two win-loss margin right around the 500 mark. And based on what they did last year, the Panthers, why, why, why couldn't they be 7, 10, 8, and 9, 9, and 8? You know? And boy, was I wrong. I mean, they're not even going to be even close to that. And the debate now is, do they finish with the worst record in franchise history, which is 1-15? Or the second worst of worst record, which is two and fourteen. I mean, where are they? I mean, do they win a couple more games moving forward? And does Bryce Young find some positivity to take into his second season after what has been a horrific rookie season? I'm not ready to bail on the guys a number one overall pick. I just don't understand why you would take a player that moves around in the pocket, a lot of run pass option, and try to force him into something he doesn't do well by being more of a standard pocket passer. That, that's It's just it, it's mystifying that a coach that I thought seemed to have an understanding of the position is forcing him into, into, into positions that aren't that he's just not comfortable with and has not shown him the ability to be successful with. Once, Never mind all the other problems. Once again, pointing out the round, the round peg in the square hole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's and, almost on every level with this team. And the defense is worn out, so people are injured a lot, and they're on the field a lot. And that's – it's just – you know, there, there's a lot of negativity, and it would be real, real fascinating because, good grief, there are seven games to go. I mean, they have a lot of season left to play, and mm-hmm. the NFL – the nature of the NFL is you're playing for your job every week. How do they navigate this? How does – you know, the point that I would make is if, if they were here to win now, I think they would have probably gone to Andy Dalton by now because Bryce Young probably isn't your best quarterback right now. But the goal of trying to develop him is now supersedes whatever else they're trying to do. I, I just don't know what yeah, – and maybe we look back in a year or two or later in the season and go, oh, that's what they were trying to do. I just – I'm – kind of puzzled at kind of how they're navigating this so far. It's almost as if there's a power struggle at the very tip top of the organization. That would, that would answer a lot of questions. They're trying to act like that's not the case. You know, I'm kind of interesting to see how this all plays out. I mean, clearly it does seem that there's division and thought there. Yes. Yes. I think that's fair. Richard Walker, real quick. And, and, and that, doesn't make, that doesn't make one right or one wrong, but I'm just saying it just seems like there is some division among the way you, you go about developing this young quarterback. Because I, I have regard for Bryce Young still do coming out. I mean, I, I mean, 
it's come out the reports recently that Houston would have was trying to trade up to get to Bryce Young. So it's not like there were other teams in the NFL that didn't want him. I mean, people wanted him. But what's going on with him here, you know, and do you blame the offensive line, the offensive strategies, the lack of a running game, all the above? I mean, there are a lot of things that you can blame now. So it'll just be interesting to see how they navigate these final seven games and what the developmental piece does look like moving forward. Well, Richard Walker, we hope that you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. We will definitely, throughout the weekend, be checking out carolinasportshub.com. And we hope that you enjoy your time. Hopefully, you're going to get a little time off. And we'll catch up with you later on as we start to make the transition into college and high school basketball. Well, speaking of the weekend with Carolina Sports Hub, today I'm going to post a story about the 60-year anniversary, not only of John F. Kennedy's assassination, but Mount Holly's first state title, which was won that very night, and the players kind of reaction to it over the years because obviously they're forever linked to that and it also speaks to the difference between 2023 and 1963 because they played a team north davidson because they'd already left before all the news broke about kennedy and dallas so they went and played the game so it was a surreal moment in our local sports history and then i'm doing a, a story advancing friday's playoffs about cleveland county's extraordinary success in the playoffs so i head into the shelby and crash games and i'm going to the forest hills at shelby game friday uh and my correspondence role for the charlotte observer so it'd be interesting to see if shelby can keep it keep it going because they've really played well here uh since starting off 0 and three well richard walker we'll be checking that out here in due course and until then have a great holiday and we'll catch up with you soon you guys as well happy thanksgiving yes sir thank you That man's going to stay busy this weekend. He never takes a break. He doesn't. I tell you what he's not doing. What's he not doing? He's not looking for employment. No, he's, he's not. He don't need Dude, he's got great sponsors. Does a good job. He works everywhere. Plenty of freelance work. Yeah, freelance work all over the place, right? However, if he was, Brian, I have a suggestion for him and for the listeners. Okay? Because if you are looking for a change in employment... Or just, or just to change in the conversation to, or just to entertain the thought of maybe changing careers. Have you ever thought about Revels Contracting Services? If you haven't, it's a great place to start. They've been specializing in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. They're located in Gastonia, and check this out: they are actively hiring right now. Site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, as well as medical imaging install technicians. And they may have some more stuff. I haven't went on the site lately and checked it out, but the site to go to is revelscontracting.com. Those jobs are listed on the site, and I'm sure if they have some new ones pop up, they'll be, they'll be on there as well. Revels offers competitive pay, vacation, and holiday pay. See, if you were already at Revels, you'd be getting paid for Thanksgiving tomorrow. So you kind of you at the door on that one, but you can still get in line for the Christmas payday. Yep, it's just a month away, right? Indeed. So you can still get in line for that. Competitive pay, vacation, holiday pay, four hundred one k insurance, the whole package. They got it all over there. Been around since nineteen eighty six. Not a fly by night company. They've proven themselves in the industry. And once again, if you'd like to join the Revels Contracting team, check them out online at revelscontracting.com or 
Make it easier than that. Pick up the phone. Give them a call. 704-864-2000. Ask for Jason Crisp. Once again, 704-864-2000. Ask for Jason Crisp. I don't know if he'll answer the phone today. Maybe he'll have to call you. He might be off. Because guess what? He works over there as well. He's got him a little holiday pay. He might be off all week. You might not get a call back this week. That's right. Let's <laughs> be honest. You might not get a call back this week. Get everybody's ready for the turkey. Ham, you know, whatever they're going to eat. Uh, eel, elk, whatever. Crow, you know. But, yeah, that, that, man's got, that man's got heated seats. Yeah, he does. There's no question he? about yeah. it. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have Joe Hughes on. So we continue on this pre-Thanksgiving Pickpalooza extravaganza. We'll be back in just a bit on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. 
Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Joe Hughes will be with us here any moment. Some of the texts that have come in earlier this morning, and again, some of you guys have been very, very open about all the things that you're excited for. So I'm going to have to encapsulate some of these thoughts. But for instance, Niner Brad, simple thought was, Thankful for a family that allowed me to play and continue to play. I'm telling you, that's the power of sport. So, well said, Brad. No doubt about it. Well said. Corky, we got Joe ready? Yeah, I almost called up Dr. Josh Hughes. Works over at one of the hospitals. <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably not yeah, going to have 18 he, games picked already. No, nah, he ain't having it. No, nah, he ain't picking games. But I'll tell you who has some games picked. Is Joe oh, Hughes. he's the guy. He's the head of the table the right now. He made his way to the top. He, listen, he went from the he went from the curtain jerker up to uh, uh, up to right before intermission. Now he's the main event guy. Right? Yeah, he went from he he truly went from potted meat to heated seats. There's yeah. no question about it. Joe Hughes, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all today? Things things are good. Things are good. Now I want to jump right into it. We got 18 games, and I want to cover them all for you. Right at the top, you have decided to go in the same vein as Austin Robinson. It's ironic to me that the guy at the bottom of the table and at the top of the table all seem to think the same thing. Dudley is going to win against Crest this weekend. Love to get your thoughts, Joe. Yeah, it's – it's a tough game to pick, in part because these two these two teams have been at the top of that pecking order all year. It feels like they've been kind of alternating spots depending on the week. But it feels like Dudley is playing a tick better than Crest right now. Crest, Crest got down twenty two to six last week and uh, needed to come back and got a got a two point conversion to to win things. Whereas Dudley's just been kind of in cruise control. Uh, after after beating Jam Robinson last week, I think they were down 21-20 at one point and then rattled off uh, 30 straight points. So, uh, Crest has his hands full this week. It would not surprise me if Crest came out victorious. But, uh, but Dudley is going to be their biggest test thus far. They are a complete football team. Well, and this is exactly why we've laid out Pickpalooza the way we have. With all the rivalry games in college, the playoff games at the high school level, we wanted to make a big week. We wanted whoever was at the top to earn their stripes. So you're going to get an opportunity this week 
to earn your stripes. Obviously, you've got Shelby winning that game. I think that's pretty much the consensus around the panel. It seems like Shelby has put themselves in a really good position. The NFL, this is what you've got, and this is, this is seemingly what everybody is going with right now. You've got Detroit, mm-hmm. Dallas, San Francisco for the Thursday games. You've got Miami beating the Jets on Friday. You've got Philly getting past Buffalo on Sunday. Are there any of those teams in particular that you find to be the least bit vulnerable out of the NFL week? To be honest, uh, if, if there was one that I wonder about, it'd probably be Philly and Buffalo. <laughs> Philadelphia looked like a Philadelphia, even though that they have their nine and one and they're riding high. I still don't feel like they have played a complete football game and they're winning. They're basically winning by other teams, finding ways to beat themselves. Dallas beat themselves. Kansas city definitely beat themselves on, on Monday night. Uh, but Buffalo looked like a, they looked different this past week, but again, that was against the jets. So uh, Buffalo and Philadelphia, especially in a, a week where most of the, important NFL football games are played on Thursday. I think Buffalo and Philadelphia is probably the the headliner on Sunday. No doubt. Uh, that's definitely going to be one I'm, I'm looking, looking at. Okay. So with that said, the college games that we have left on the docket go like this for you. You have James Madison beating Coastal, App beating Georgia mm-hmm. Southern, Clemson, North Carolina beating State, Louisville, You've got Ohio State beating Michigan. Now, I think this is one of these games to where the panel's going to be pretty much split on. What is it about this Ohio State game that has you thinking the Buckeyes are going to get past the Wolverines? Uh, It's one part me swearing off Michigan at a young age. I I used to live in Ohio. Uh, my, My younger brother was born about an hour from Columbus. And... You learn a little bit about that rivalry and, and everything like that and kind of get immersed in it. And uh, I, I just kind of swore off Michigan a long time ago. So that's one part. But the, the, the more scientific part and actually has something to do with the football game, I really feel that not having Harbaugh is going to play a, a bigger role than many, many think. I also think that uh, if it came down to making one throw, even though J.J. McCarthy is an awesome talent, he hasn't – I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it – I didn't see it in their one big football game that they actually had to play against Penn State. I haven't seen it in any other games prior to that. Whereas, against with Ohio State, you have arguably the best wide receiver in, in the nation in Harrison, and he has a, run, a running game to complement it. So – I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm confident in the pick, but it's definitely one that I, I really feel that momentum is actually on Ohio State's side, even though they have to make the trip to Ann Arbor. Which would make it even more delicious for Buckeyes fans all over the Fruited Plain. So I see where you're going there. Mm-hmm. You've got Alabama winning, Ole Miss. You're still on with Florida State over Florida, and I think that's a solid pick. Um Austin Robinson is of the opinion 
that Florida is going to somehow come through, and he really believes the loss of Jordan Travis is going to be a big, big deal for Florida State. I think this is an opportunity for Florida State to do something they probably haven't proven yet, and that's just the fact that they're so incredibly deep as they are. And now that they're out of the top four, they really have something to prove with the next two games that they've got going on. I totally agree. Um, the The biggest thing for me is they're playing Florida. You know, uh, Florida's Florida's biggest problem this, this year has been defense. Their 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 quarterback Graham Mertz has actually had a pretty good year. He's been able to he's thrown way better than I expected, and their receiving core has has helped him out a lot more than I expected. But Florida defense is not there. And last week they played a tad better against Missouri. But Florida State's receiving core is still what it is. The quarter, even though Jordan, even though Travis is not in the lineup, unfortunately, I don't, I don't feel that there is that severe a drop off in terms of being able to get the get the ball to the to the wide receivers in a, in orderly fashion. So, uh, even though I think it'll probably be closer than it would have been if Travis was in the lineup, I still have Florida State uh, getting the, getting the W. And I think it's fair to say. Is that Florida State, they're going to have a problem all their own with Louisville coming up in the ACC championship. Things could go badly for Florida State in that contest. I think Louisville is good enough to take down this version of Florida State. However, I don't think that that danger comes up at all in this Florida game. So I think, I think you're on to something there. You've got Virginia Tech. Beating Virginia. I'd love to get your thoughts on why you're there as it relates to this matchup between the Cavaliers and the Hokies. That's another tough one. That's one where you're like, Ugh. I, I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> These two teams have been have basically given you a little bit of a little good. Virginia Tech's been playing well lately, but I also have to go back to earlier this year. I'm just like, Ugh, there's nothing there that I like. Virginia the same way. So you're kind of splitting hairs with these two teams. And the fact that Virginia Tech is like a three-point favorite just just kind of sticks out just a little bit. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one that usually likes to, to look, at, look at Vegas and say, hey, that team's got the edge. But eh, it, it's, it's, it's one of those games where you, you're kind of grasping at straws trying to figure out what's what. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I get it. The final game that you've got is your point after touchdown. You're going with Tennessee, but you're going with Tennessee against Vandy. So you're going with the one-point option. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very safe play. I, I Having watched <laughs> Vanderbilt play, I just don't think they're going to offer enough resistance to Tennessee to really create a problem. I think Tennessee is going to roll in this contest. So let's go ahead yeah. and get – Let's go ahead and get to your picks. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now, mm-hmm. after I list your picks, an opportunity to change your mind on any of these games that you have. So here's your list. Dudley, Shelby, Detroit, Dallas, San Francisco, Philly, Miami, James Madison, App State, Clemson, North Carolina, Louisville, Ohio State, Bama, Ole Miss, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Tennessee over Vanderbilt. Joe Hughes, final answer? 
I am sticking with that. I think the only one that would give me pause, really, or, or the two that would give me pause is Clemson, South Carolina, and UNC, NC State, because I don't trust neither one of them <laughs> whatsoever. But I'm sticking with that. Okay. All right. Joe Hughes, the head of the table, up by a game on yours truly, up by three games on Corky Franks. Not for long. He has the target on his back. We'll see what happens <laughs> after Pick Palooza comes to a conclusion this weekend. Joe, hope your family have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. We will catch up with you early next week, especially if you end up taking home the crown as the chief prognosticator on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Indeed, indeed. Hey, y'all have a happy Thanksgiving as well. It's always a pleasure uh, talking to y'all. Thanks, Joe. We'll catch you soon. Yes, sir. We come back on the other side of the break. Corky Franks and B-Rush offer our picks for Pickpalooza, the grand finale, the extravaganza, coming up on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. On your homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to home outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned home outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. 
Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit, because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, the show before Thanksgiving. It's about to be sundown. I can see oh, okay. <laughs> have a standoff? Is that what we're doing? This is another one of my rabbit hole songs. Where's my cowboy hat? And a pistol. <laughs> How about a baseball bat? We got some baseball bats in here. <laughs> This is. <laughs> I love Gordon Lightfoot. That's horrible. What do you mean? This is great. And you don't smoke pot. You listen to that stuff. <laughs> I don't smoke pot. You might need to start. This is great. Are that's, you kidding me? That's horrible. He passed away recently. And I had a chance to go watch him a few years back in Spartanburg, and I whiffed. And, and I really regret re- it. Now. Do you really? I do. This look, I, I, look. <clears throat> I, I'm going to confess. There's a number of people that partake in the herb. Yeah. Okay. That listen to Gordon Lightfoot. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Those are the people that my daddy told me to stay away from. Yep. But Gordon Lightfoot, I love his music. Yeah, all, you like all that old stuff, that mellow music. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's how it's how I survive. I'm surprised you not you don't partake in the ganja. Just you know, just saying. No, nope. for musical interest. No nope. wonder Janine says turn the channel. <laughs> We've established that. That's exactly why. All right, you ready? Let's get it. All okay. Right. So let's I, let's set the scene. I got to make up three games on Joe. You're three games back of Joe. I'm one game back of Joe. I've whiffed two of the last three weeks, going three and four. Hadn't I? You've had your opportunities. Yeah. And it's cost you. Yeah. Went three and four. Dude, I was, I've been on fire all year, just, just, as well as you, right? And I've stumbled toward the, the last lap. Yeah, I, I have really too. have. But you know what I tell my kids? Keep some tires on your tread. Now, keep, some tread on your, <laughs> keep some tread on your tires. That way, when you get sideways, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get sideways every once in a while. Sure. You're going to hit the ditch. Sure. But when you hit the ditch, drop that sucker down in low and ease out of it. And that's what I'm fixing to do, Brian. Okay. I got some tread so on been... my tires. We ain't spun out yet. I spun out two of the last three weeks. We're going to get it right back together. And we might as well start here. Okay. So let's – two high school football games 
I have one picked right now. Okay, who do you have? Shelby. All right. I got to make up three games on Joe. Then somehow or another, I got to pick up a fourth game to win this sucker. Right? Okay. All right. So that's my that's my thought process. See, if I were in your spot, I would take every coin flip game and go the opposite of Joe, regardless of what I thought. Well, I already had a bunch of games picked except for like three or four anyway. I understand that. Yeah. But we get a final answer. Yeah. So. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that. I didn't mean it like that. Whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean it. kind of sounded a little, you know. A, hey, hey you put, your, put your pistol down, man. <laughs> sound like a sm- <laughs> No, I didn't mean it like that. No, okay. no, 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 no. My bad. My bad. My apologies, for real. Chris Dudley. Are you really wavering on that one at all? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I because, think, see, Joe opened the door for me. When he went Dudley. I think Dudley's going to beat him. Really? Yeah. But I can't pick them. You're doggone right you can't. I mean, for a, for a couple of reasons. I have to pick Crest because Joe picked Dudley. So I got to pick Crest. I also am going to pick Crest because Coach Sosby said yesterday, let us let him know what time to come on next week, and he'll be glad to talk about next week's game. Bingo. <laughs> Did he? Coach getting down with it. So, well, hey, if Coach is getting down with it, I'm going to get down with Coach. And this happens with some teams. And, and that's bitten me like five times this year in high school football. I know. But this happens with some teams. You have teams that that on the field don't play like they won the game. Okay? It would have been a loss in the regular season, perhaps, that would have gotten them to straighten the ship and go forward. Well, you can't do that in the playoffs. You yeah. lose, you're out. <clears throat> yep. But when you play like you could have lost, it helps straighten the ship out internally. Yeah. Even though you win the game. I think that could happen for Crest here. Let's be honest, okay? If any team has had trouble lately with teams from this area and getting past them, it's been Dudley. Let me throw something out here. Coach mentioned how big uh, Dudley's defensive line was, didn't he? He (laughs) talked about that yesterday. That's the best thing in the world for that Crest offense. You know why? Because you put pressure on Husky, and he gets to roll out, and them guys just take off down the field. And they just run around playing catch. He's deadly like that, isn't he? Sure. Well, he, he's better out of the pocket than he is in the pocket. Well, they ad-lib incredibly well. Yeah, they really yeah. do. However. Crest putting pressure on that dude. If they're they, able to drop 60 on Dudley. Well, if they're able to set containment, that could be a long night for Nitavius Husky. You got it. However, if anybody – can work off of a broken play. It's him. It's and him. those receivers he's got. Bingo. No so, question. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to pick Crest. There's one different game. Um, Let's go to the five NFL games. All right. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I don't know what order you have them. I just wrote them down. Okay. I'm taking Miami, Detroit, and Dallas. Okay. I'm going to hold off on the other two because I may need them. I may need them. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you all five of mine. Okay. Detroit's going to beat Green Bay. Yep. I'm all about Dan Campbell. This guy is good. Dallas is going to beat Washington for obvious reasons. Yep. That's a mismatch. Yep. Period. Especially now. Miami's winning. Miami is going to beat New York Jets. Yep. I've got Buffalo beating Philadelphia. Okay. That was one of of the games I'm thinking about. We talked during the break about it. Reason number one, because I've got four opportunities – to get past Joe Hughes, and this is one of them. Yeah. 
Do I believe Buffalo can beat Philadelphia? Yes, I do. Philadelphia really had it taken out of them in Kansas City. There's no way you can play a game of that magnitude and not have some measure of letdown the next week. You know what? Because we talked about this during the break. I had two NFL games I'm thinking about changing. I'll go ahead and go with you on that. I'm going to take Buffalo. That'll, okay. give me, that'll give me two games opposite of him. All right? However, there's no way I can go with Seattle over San Francisco. Me neither, probably. But I may. <laughs> but I may. But I may. You see on my sheet, you see who I got circled here, right? 49ers. I got them circled. But, but I'm going to hold off on that. Okay. All right. Let's go to college. So you're you're holding off. I'm gonna hold off. I might need to come back to them. Dude, listen, it, it's they'll be playing at uh, five o'clock up there, Seattle. That twelfth man, that place will be rocking and rolling. You know what I'm saying? They're just a game out of first place in their division. You know what I'm saying? All right. So let's James Madison Coastal. Yep. I'm, I'm going Coastal Carolina. I'm going with Coastal too, and I've got a rationale behind it. First of all. App State beat James Madison at James Madison. Coastal beat App in Boone. Yep. James Madison appealed to the NCAA about playing a January 1st bowl game. Okay? They were turned down by the NCAA because they're still in their probationary period of not being able to go to a bowl game. How interesting would it be if they were to lose their final two games of the regular season and – if I'm not mistaken, Coastal Carolina is a game back of James Madison in the standings for the Sun Belt Conference. The winner of this game, I think, goes to play Troy for the Sun Belt Championship. How interesting would it be for things to go quickly downhill for James Madison if Coastal <clears throat> beats them in Conway this weekend? And I've how, got Coastal winning. How many times do you see that in college football? All the time. Basketball, everything. You know what? Go, I, I'm going to go ahead and take San Fran because I, I don't need to go out on a limb there. Okay. All right. Who we got next? I've got App over Georgia Southern. I do as well. Okay. I've got Clemson yep. over South Carolina. Yep. I'm not I'm not buying into the Shane Beamer hype. Nope. I think Clemson has figured it out to some degree. I think they're going to – As gonna, much as they can As much as year. they can for this year. I think they're going to get past South Carolina. Yep. Okay. I've got North Carolina State beating North Carolina for the very self-same reasons that Joe Hughes talked about. Because North Carolina is just simply not dependable. They proved that to me in the Georgia Tech game, to where they lost in Atlanta. The game being played at North Carolina State, I think the Wolfpack are going to win. And that's going to be my fourth game to beat Joe Hughes. There you go. <laughs> now i got to figure out how to beat you. I, I, I'm taking NC State as well. I've got Louisville over Kentucky. I'm a diehard Kentucky fan, and even I, as much as I hate Louisville, cannot bring myself to pick Kentucky. I have Louisville. It sucks. That's reality. What's the next game? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Ohio State, Michigan. Let's let's. I've got Ohio State. That's who I got circled. I've got Ohio State. Is I thought that... I thought we may be different on that one. Well, you get a chance to change your mind. I get. I got Florida State. Who you got? I've got Florida State. Uh, I got Alabama. Got Bama. I got Ole Miss. Got Ole Miss. We missing. What were we just missing? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech and Virginia. And Is then we the, need your point after touchdown. I'm taking the Washington Huskies, the point after touchdown. So you're not going with the Panthers. I don't need to. I already won this thing. I already okay. got it wrapped up. Okay. So who are you going Virginia, Virginia Tech? That's going to be the difference between 
<laughs> between you and I. Who do I have circled? Who do I have circled? You've got Virginia Tech. Do I need to change it? I don't know. Oh, do, is, our, is our picks the same? Let's see. Yeah, one, two. Yep. We're the same so far. I got to beat you somewhere. Right. <laughs> it's going to come down to you and I. You know that, right? Perhaps. Who are you picking Virginia, Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. God, how am I going to beat you then? You know what? We'll just end it in a tie. How about that? I'll beat you in a tiebreaker. I'm going Virginia Tech. That's who I had. Okay. All right, so here's, here's what I got. We picked every game the same. Here's what I got for Corky Franks. Who'd you pick the Crest game? Crest? Crest. So Corky Franks has Crest, Shelby, Detroit. I, I'm, I, I'm dyslexic this week. I got these games all over the place. Yeah, you Yeah, you look like you've been playing um, yeah, Battleship yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah. So Crest, Shelby, Detroit, Dallas, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Coastal, App, Clemson, North Carolina State, Louisville, Ohio State, Alabama, Ole Miss, Florida State, Virginia Tech. You've got Washington as your point after touchdown. Yep. We have the same picks for the final week. I got some bad news for you. What you doing? <laughs> what you doing? You changing? No. No, that would be good news for you. What you got? Even if you pass Joe Hughes, uh-huh. you can't pass me. Oh, really? We got the same picks. Oh, that's right. You up a game. I'm actually up two. No, you ain't. Yep. I got 69. You got 67. I guess you are. Well, I know how to fix that problem. <laughs> I know how to fix that problem. Let me tell you how to fix it. Put that pistol down. <laughs> I'm scratching the Washington Huskies. I'm going for two. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? You took, oh, I gotta do it. You took the Panthers, baby. Ah, you suck, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were just, I, thought, I didn't know you had me by two games. I gotta go for two. Time's running out on the clock. Oh, man. Sundown is Nothing here. could be better than to be in Carolina for a Carolina Panthers football game. Carolina. Wow, wow, wow. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you have a phenomenal holiday. Taking the Panthers, Brad. I'm taking them. Taking the Panthers. (laughs) I'll either win this thing or or be in the cellar with Austin Robinson. Have a phenomenal holiday. We'll see you Monday on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Glenn Beck comes on at 9 o'clock. God bless, everybody. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.